Moncrief on News Talk. Now, uh, a few days ago, the British government voted to introduce a ban on trophy hunters importing body parts of animals they had killed. The ban applies to Britain, interestingly, but because of a Brexit complication, not to Northern Ireland. The ban has been widely supported across the UK, though, though not everyone agrees that it's necessarily a good idea. Dr Amy Dickman is Professor of Wildlife Conservation at Oxford University. Amy, good afternoon. Good afternoon. You don't think this ban is a good idea? No, I really don't, unfortunately. And I'm not coming at this from a position where I defend trophy hunting or I enjoy trophy hunting. I've spent my entire career trying to reduce wildlife killings. But I think it's really important that we should base decisions on the best available evidence and not knee-jerk reactions. And I really worry that this bill, if it's continued on sort of a blanket way, will actually end up killing far more animals than it saves. And I don't think any of us want that. Okay, so take us through the, the logic there. Why might that be the case? Because as counterintuitive as it is and as horrible as lots of the images are that people see of hunters with a zebra or a lion or an elephant, the truth is that actually that land, that revenue that the hunters provide helps conserve wildlife um, land. And so, for example, in Africa, more habitat is maintained under hunting areas than actually under national parks. And the thing that's important from all this is that conservation is in desperate need of revenue already across Africa more than 90% of the protected areas don't have sufficient revenue. And that's with all the photo tourism, safari hunting, donor aid and state aid combined. So to do this kind of ban actually undermines one of the revenue streams coming in for wildlife. Mm. What it's likely to do is that it will make that a less financially viable land use. People are likely to switch hunting areas to, say, farmland. Then there'll be much more poisoning, snaring, spearing of wildlife. And that will be worse in terms of animal welfare and worse for conservation as well, because that loss of habitat is a primary threat to biodiversity. Yeah. So in, at the moment, the way it works, then, are you saying that in, in, in you know certain countries in Africa, that trophy hunters can go over to conservation areas and the people who are uh, running those conservation areas will say, yes, you can shoot, shoot those animals over there, but you have to give us so much money? Basically, yeah. So the overall model, and it sounds like the overall model isn't that dissimilar to the one for photo tourism. So if you asked anyone, how does a rich tourist paying to go and sit gin and tonics around a pool in the Serengeti actually help conservation? Most people would say, well, it's because their revenue helps keep that area wild for wildlife. And that's exactly the same for trophy hunting. Worth also noting, by the way, that although we tend to focus on Africa, this isn't an African issue at all. This happens across the world. It happens in the UK. We export tens of thousands of trophies a year. So I think it's interesting that the bill is not about stopping trophy hunting in the UK. It must be about conservation then. And so we should be thinking about what is the evidence that this kind of revenue, this kind of activity, does it help or does it harm conservation compared to a ban? And I truly feel that without better alternatives on the table, and there are no better alternatives at scale, things like photo tourism, as I've mentioned, is already insufficient. The likelihood is then that this will end up creating many more threats because it will reduce things like revenue for anti-poaching, the protection of wild habitats, revenue to local communities, etc. Now, but as I understand, the ban is just importing the body parts. Do you you think that will have a knock-on effect on people actually opting not to go trophy hunting then if they can't bring home the stuffed head or whatever? Well, that's clearly the intention of the bill is that it should undermine it because all the people pushing the bill are against trophy hunting. It's not likely to have a massive impact in the short term because... The UK is a relatively small um, player in this market. 
Um, so there aren't that many hunters going and killing certainly the sort of the big expensive animals like lions and the, the elephants that you see. But what it will probably do is show that if the UK is doing this and if the critically the UK is willing to take legislation that is based on misinformation and act in this way, then maybe other countries will follow suit. And collectively, if more and more countries put these bans, even on the import of hunting trophies, what it does is it reduces the revenue going to those countries because quite a lot of the fee that the hunter pays is to export the trophy back. Mm. So again, it reduces the revenue, it reduces the economic viability of those areas, makes it much more likely ultimately that those areas will end up being converted to say farmland with all the de- negative effects that that would have for wildlife. Yeah, now, and, and trophy hunters pay enormous amounts of money to go and do this. How much of that is actually goes to uh, conservation? Is it known? It's such a complicated question because, as I've said, this is a worldwide topic. So Mm. the amount that goes from, say, hunting a markhor in Pakistan is going to be quite different from hunting, I don't know, white-tailed deer, say, in the US. But say, examples from Africa, Namibia is a classic example where actually 100% of that revenue is retained by the local communities there because they manage the um, the conservancies where a lot of the hunting takes place. In Tanzania, where I work, it's a lot more complicated so the hunting fees will be split between the district council, um, you know, the the towns and wildlife authorities, etc. But it helps fund broader protected areas. So, for example, in Tanzania, around two thirds of the protected areas are dependent to some extent upon trophy hunting revenue. So it does benefit conservation in lots of different ways. In no way is it perfect. You know, there are lots of damaging impacts that trophy hunting can have if quotas are too high, if it's being done in, a, in an unregulated way. But the problem is that we need to make sure that it's better to actually regulate it better and have a smart ban. This is what hundreds of people have been calling for, is saying that we should be using this opportunity to legislation to reduce the kind of hunting that's damaging, things like uh, animals that are killed in sort of small canned sort of captive enclosures. That's obviously something none of us want. But we shouldn't undermine hunting where it's actually used to benefit conservation and local communities. I don't think any of us would want that. Yeah. And so um, would it be possible then to draft up UK legislation to have a specific list, if you like, of of, uh, animals on a banned list? Definitely. And there is already um, a list of animals they're suggesting, and they say it will be one of the most comprehensive in the world. It will be one of the most comprehensive because about 2,000 of those species currently are things like corals and jellyfish. That obviously is nonsensical. I don't know anyone who trophy hunts jellyfish. What we need is a targeted, data-driven list of species where trophy hunting could be a threat to them. Or you could go the other way and you could say, right, let's have a conservation exemption in the in the legislation where if trophy hunting is proven to have a significantly positive impact, this is the case, for example, for black rhinos in Namibia, then there will be a clause to allow that. Because as we said, no one who actually thinks that this bill is about conservation would want to see um, effective conservation being undermined. Yeah. Now, now, as you say, it's probably it's controlled to varying degrees in different parts of the world. I've seen an argument that your your average trophy hunter will always want to shoot the big male, and that that can mm-hmm. have a knock on effect on on populations of animals. Definitely, it can have a knock on effect. But really interesting to note that actually the most damaging um, animals that you take out of a population will be the the reproductively active females and the younger males. That's true for species like lions. It's true for most species. And those are the species, sorry, the types of animals that are killed in indiscriminate killing and things like poisoning or snaring. As you say, a hunter will usually try to hunt the big old male. 
But actually, that is the least damaging animal to take away because they will already have bred. They'll be older. Mm. Their genes will have been passed on. Whereas if you take away, say, a pregnant female, that can have a devastating impact on the population. So with a lot of these choices, people assume if you take away trophy hunting, animals won't be killed. That is just not the case. It's often a choice between fewer regulated killings of things like older males or far more unregulated killings of the females, the younger animals, the ones where their removal is really damaging in terms of conservation. Yeah, but I, I and I suppose, and, and certainly, you know, understand all your points about how in a counterintuitive way it might help conservation. The fact, though, that you can go to a country and pay to shoot animals there, doesn't that present a, a, a constant danger that those rules will be bent and it will have the opposite effect to conservation? Well, I think we've got to look at the conservation record of these countries. You know, people are looking at countries like Botswana, Namibia, Tanzania. These are the top three countries in the world for large mammal conservation. So I think this idea, it's a very racist, hypocritical one that we could use trophy hunting in the UK because apparently we trust ourselves to do it. But countries with a far better record shouldn't be empowered and enabled to use it in the way they see fit. The UK comes 123rd in the world for wild mammal conservation. So I really think instead of lecturing to others who are doing far better, we should think about the evidence. We should take a step back, you know, try to prioritise evidence a bit more than the emotion in the debates and the rights of local people and think about how to create a more nuanced set of legislation around this. Amy, thanks very much for speaking with us today. That's Dr. Amy Dickman there, a Professor of Wildlife Conservation at Oxford University. Uh, Connie says any kind of funding is abominable. Uh, so what's your funding alternative then? As Amy said, a lot of this money is used for actual conservation. Zero empathy for any other living creature, uh, says uh, another texter. I don't know specifically who you're referring to there. Uh, are people actually still killing elephants for pleasure? It's incredible. Uh, yeah, indeed. Uh, how can she pass the fact that uh, these animal heads are put, displayed on walls or their bodies are stuffed to put on someone's entrance hall? Well, no, the, she, she's not getting around that at all. And, and uh, she is a... Uh, a, a professor of wildlife conservation so you know it's kind of in her interest uh, for those things but what she's saying is that the evidence seems to indicate that uh, um, uh, and uh, uh, trophy hunting but you know highly restricted trophy hunting uh, actually probably does more harm than good now it's crass it's horrible it's distasteful and all those kinds of things uh, and she probably thinks that too but it's uh, an interesting place that we've arrived at Moncrief weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.